welcome, Dad. It's uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good, Dougal. Yeah, good. Good uh, to see you again. I was just preparing a little bit for this. I thought a good way to start this out was M. Da Dr. Daniel Keown, M. C. E. M. M. C. C. H. B. L. I. C. A. C. What is all that stuff? Those letters. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the M. Chem. Yeah. Is uh, the member of the College of Emergency Medicine. That means I uh, finished my exams in emergency medicine. And uh, the MBCHB means that I'm a medical doctor. That, that means I basically uh, did, did a degree. So the MCHEM is kind of yeah. beats the MBCHB. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like okay. a postgraduate qualification. Is that what makes you a doctor? The MBCHB yeah. is like a, an M, a US style MD. Okay. So that's like, that makes me a doctor. Yeah. The MCHEM means that I know my shit in emergency medicine, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> that's the exams. There's also an FCHEM as well, which oh. is a fellow of the College of Emergency Medicine, okay. um, and, and that's where you, you know your shit and you know your political shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's way higher up. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you become a consultant. And L-I, L-I, for those that oh, don't know, L-I-C. Lick act that yeah. licensure in acupuncture. Licensure. I'm not sure what licensure means, really, but that's a degree in acupuncture. Cool. And, so, and that's, uh, I mean... Uh, that's what that's what makes you special. I mean, uh, I've known you for uh, two and a half, coming up for two and a half, three-ish years now. Yeah. And uh, I've read your your first book, The Spark in the Machine, at least five years ago, lying around a yoga studio. Um, Is that how you found it? That's how I was sitting on the floor right. next to a mat. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I thought, oh, well, it's a good name for a start. And. Uh, and, uh, and oh, acupuncture, and then how the science about oh, no, oh well, that's I'm sold. And I picked that up. Yeah, nice. But tell us about um, and when I read the back of the oh, this is all of those letters combined into one person. How the hell did you? <laughs> how did you? How, the <laughs> the hell, insanity, how did yeah. that happen? Uh, so yeah, I I had this insane idea when I was a, a teenager that uh, that that was implanted the seed was put into me by my grandmother who, oh. who uh who told me about chinese medicine she was a real sinophile and she said that the the western scientific community kind of thinks that chinese medicine is this primitive medicine that's never changed and is is unsophisticated she said the reason it hasn't changed is you don't change something when it works when oh, it's wow. already correct and and it was really powerful logic um, I, at that point i was a kind of you know this nerdy 15 year old who was like science has the answers oh, really? everything. I was almost like a kind of trust the science man if you like yeah and um and, and that was just really powerful simple logic yeah you know what nobody starts arguing about the wheel and starts right. saying Let's you know make it square that's yeah, yeah that's ancient technology it's yeah like, no it works um so it was a it was a bit of a a faith thing really I, I had from that point I kind of had this faith that Chinese medicine had logic to it and acupuncture and it worked mm. um, but there was no real understanding about how it worked and so I decided at that point that I was going to go and do Western medicine learn Western medicine and then use that as a springboard to get to understand how Chinese medicine works you had that at the beginning at the beginning yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah 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 so it was a bit insane really that is um and uh and then i went off and did western medicine mm. and uh and just uh, just only just got through it actually because i i was 
having far too much fun. And As most medics do from my days of remembering medics. And yeah, university. yeah. Well, yeah. they have fun up to a certain point and then they get a little serious. Yes, yeah. that, I remember yeah. that part as well. <laughs> and dropping out and doing other things like pharma pharmacy and uh, 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 lots of uh, just other biochemistry and these kinds of things when they got too hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I did, I did that and then I went into emergency medicine. I found my kind of niche in Western medicine and emergency medicine, which is interesting because I think... Why, as I say why to emergency you, medicine? Well, as I say to you, it's, I think it's the only medicine that really works in Western mm. medicine. Uh, I, think, I mean, you're, everything's yeah. on the line yeah. right yeah. here, right now. And that, and that kind of includes emergency medicine within all the other fields of medicine. So emergency obstetric medicine works, um, emergency gynaecology medicine works, emergency medicine works, emergency surgery works. Mm. Or I, I think the only Western medicine that works is really emergency, yeah. I think, because that's when things get really extreme, you kind of need an extreme medicine to fix things. Yeah. And, that, and Western and medicine is extreme. it's pretty obvious if it's working or not. Yeah, 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 that's it. I mean, nobody's going to argue about whether an orthopedic doctor or <laughs> your local acupuncturist fixes your broken bones. You yeah, know? that's and, really and, you know. basic medicine, isn't it? I mean, it is actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of emergency medicine is basic medicine. Mm. It's like you kind of, you know, you're just killing bugs that are inside you, you're replenishing fluids. Um, and you're just giving some oxygen. You know, if you if you got those three things plus adrenaline, my favourite drug, you can pretty much fix most things. You know, those three things: fluids, oxygen, uh, and antibiotics, and, and a bit of adrenaline. Mm. Um, most so. of that's pretty old, fairly old, almost coming back to your earlier. Come apart from antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, well, uh, the oxygen was only you know modern pharmacology able. Okay. Or, or modern, I don't know, physics, what, it, what discovered oxygen? Yeah. Science, I suppose. When was it being used the, in the, in the, the surgery? Fluids, the sure. issue with fluids is getting it into the body it's, um, and, and making sure it's sterile. So, um, so th this, these were, there were these technical things that stopped these things being used, basically. Yeah. We, we didn't have purified oxygen until physics worked out how to do it, or chemistry, I'm not sure, biology. <laughs> it wasn't biology. Yeah. We didn't really have a way of giving fluids safely. Yeah. Um, until we have things like cannulas, and um, and antibiotics obviously weren't discovered until you know nineteen forties, um, and then adrenaline, adrenaline again is the same thing. We needed to be able to create adrenaline in a lab effectively. Mm. Um, so so it's this confluence of technology uh, with knowledge that has allowed most of Western medicine, most of emergency medicine to develop. And, and Chinese medicine, I mean, so... Well, before it's not we, some great understanding of the body. Right. Mm. And you go, you do this for how many years, uh, oh, emergency medicine? Did that, for, well, I did that for... Qualified in 98. Yeah. And then I, I kind of got into emergency when I went to Australia in 2001. That's when I really learned medicine in Australia. The Australians have a different attitude towards learning. They're much less much less hierarchical. Oh, so yeah. basically like in, in the English system it's very much like if you're the junior doctor and there's a consultant, well you couldn't possibly learn anything from the junior doctor as a oh, consultant. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I mean just a junior doctor. Mm. It's hierarchical in structure. In Australia? Australia is much more like if you've got something valuable to say or listen. Well, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hopefully am with you. You know, you often have 
Family we have great, we have Sometimes, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm the junior doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, sometimes I say something interesting. Deagle's got great knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so you, you do that, and then uh, the moment which uh, you turn to the dark side. Yeah, no, so I, was, I, I went to Australia for a year, did an emergency there, loved it. Went to New Zealand for a year, did an emergency there, loved it. Came back for my sister's wedding. Yeah. Split up my girlfriend on route and ended up becoming stranded in England, if you like, uh, and, um, and and then just moved around doing different locum jobs as an emergency doctor. But but basically, around that point, around two thousand five, decided that I was going to learn Chinese medicine. My dad got sick, ended up in ITU, mm. and it was a kind of a ah. Chinese medicinal understanding of what was going on with him that allowed him to come out of ITU. Wow. And nobody in ITU really got what was going on. Mm. Apart from, my uncle did actually, he's not a doctor. But everyone in ITU just didn't really see anything significant going on. But he, he was basically, he was liver, he, he had liver yang problems. He, he went into, went into out of his heart operated on, ended up on ITU. And whenever they tried to wake him up from ITU, he'd get angry. Ah, <laughs> or, yeah. or agitated, yeah. agitated, yeah. And this made sense because he's my dad, and yeah. like he had this kind of liver pathology going on. Bit of a wooden, uh, yeah, five phase, five elements. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so at that point, coincidentally, I just worked out that that B vitamins were really good for the liver. Mm. Uh, there was a patient who came in, and, and and anyway, so I I turned around to the ITU consultant and said, "Look, can you give some B vitamins to?" Him? And, and the ITU consultant was like, poor why kind of thing. And I'm like, um, I think it will help. And um, they really didn't want to give it yeah, yeah. on the basis that there was no reason. But equally, there was no reason not to give mm -hmm. B vitamins. Yeah. So basically, they gave the B vitamins. And within like 12 hours, he was like way better. Wow. Way better. He was still, he was still on ITU. Yeah. They still couldn't take him off. Or could they take him off? I forget. It's so long ago. 15 20 years ago but he was way better it's okay keep going i'm sure it's so i just make sure it's still yeah yeah and and then but then he wasn't out of the woods yet because what happened his living was now um his living that was now healthy in the sense that he could manage this kind of the the liver yang rising wasn't so much there but ah. now he had, he was really liver deficient anyway then i did some massage so on tonified him. the liver yeah 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 i was massaging yeah. his his liver three and anyway he came out of this itu now the thing is when my dad went into itu he owed me 20 grand yeah <laughs> <laughs> how much is okay how much is this worth and when he came yeah. out well, as soon as he woke up yeah as soon as he woke up yeah, he, he, he practically turned around and went, don't I owe you 20 grand? Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's what paid for my course wow. at College of Integrated Chinese Medicine, Reading. Yeah. That 20 grand paid for my course. So it was like, right, I've got to do that course now. I've got to learn Chinese medicine. That's a pretty dramatic story. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It was literally exactly the same as it cost. And there's no way I've seen that money if it had died because it wasn't in his will or anything. Um, so... Um, yeah, so then I did this course in, in Chinese medicine, and, and but, but uh, I, I didn't really, I mean, this is why I wrote the book, because nobody really kind of understood what was going on mm. in terms of, you know, what chi is, what the channels are, and um, and so I, I, I came out of that course not feeling very confident in, in practicing acupuncture, and it was only when I went to study of Bangju Yi, China, that he was I so mean, clear. You've, you've 
you put a couple of gobsmacking kind of statements there. You you say them as you as you say them. I know you have. I mean, spent a lot of time with you, but I had the same feeling. You know, that's why I come to you uh, because I have been in in and around Chinese medicine f since last century. But it's so hard, and Chinese people are the same. This is not like this is just a Chinese Europeans and North Americans trying to understand Chinese medicine. This is. Asians don't understand Chinese mm. medicine. Modern people don't understand Chinese medicine, and uh, there's a lot of wooliness, confusion. Yeah, you got it. What is qi? Where is it? Our acupuncturists disagree on where qi flows, what the channels or the yeah. meridians are. Which we're not going to use that word, but I mean, there's some fundamental, fundamental stuff. And when I picked up Spark in the Machine, I was holy God, Mother of Christ. Here's someone who who can explain it in a language and I think it's because of your unique background and of course mm. the way that your brain works yeah and um, that's special then mm. and um, how did you how I mean, do those things just as a Western medic walking no. into an acupuncture but, uh, school I mean, do you just go oh this is oh this is clearly what she is I mean there's clearly something happened the there. funny thing is the funny thing about it is now I think it's so bloody simple and so obvious. It's like, how the hell did I miss it? Be because reading that your book, that's how one feels. It took reading. me 20 years to work yeah. this out. Yeah, It mm. took me 20 years. So mm. I started this journey 1995. No, 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 no. no. Late 80s, yeah. when my grandmother said that that was the seed. No, early 90s when I was at Manchester Medical School I bought Spark, the web that has no weaver right. which is practically unreadable in my opinion yes but only when he's finished it um, and, and, and that didn't really massively clear anything up in my book um, and then uh, it was in only in 2012 so what's that 25 years later 2011 the light bulb moment with Wang Ju Yi, oh my ah. fucking god, it's just the fascial spaces, it's the spaces. in the body, yeah. Mm. And qi is just like this electricity that flows through that makes your body work in the same way that your computer runs on electricity. Mm. It's just living electricity. Mm. And 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 now, I mean, the the fascial spaces thing was just such a like fuck. That is just so simple and so easy mm. and so elegant. As all the best. Mm. complex ideas are really yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing is actually every now and again I'll stumble across an old book from somebody there was one Chinese guy and he's giving some talk on YouTube and he's saying that he actually funnily enough there was there is this knowledge within some of these experts that have predated me if you like us that where they where they do kind of say this but for some reason it never hit popular it, it, it never hit, managed to go through into the popular consciousness of what's going on. Mm. And that's actually one of the reasons I wrote the book in, in the style I did, because if I'd have just written some dry academic paper and and said all of this, yeah. firstly, no, the Western medical world would have just ignored it um, because it's, there's no money to be made out of it from them. And secondly, it wouldn't have, it, even in the acupuncture community, it wouldn't have hit any like resonance no. so it had to it had to go into the broader appeal well I think I think a lot of acupuncturists reading it and this is and I know I've spoken to a lot of acupuncturists who have read it and their response is oh that's what she is 
Mm. And that blows my noodles. That's a qualified <laughs> acupuncturist. Some of them, decades of experience. And ah, I understand. So what is chi? What yeah. is chi? Yeah. What is chi? <laughs> let's let's let's. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, it's semi-mystical chi. So <laughs> you've got you've got to you've got to kind of accept the fact that it's semi-mystical. Um, but in essence, what it is is an electrical force mm -hmm. that makes your body run. It's like the it's it's this exactly the same as like in a Tesla mm. or in a computer, but this force is uh, alive. Mm. That's the key thing, and it carries information with it as mm. well. So it's not just a dumb. You can't just recharge your chi by putting your finger into your electric socket, <laughs> although that isn't a million miles from the truth, because that's what we do when we defibrillate mm. with ah. electricity. Right. So so that is literally we're pushing this very crude form of Emergency. chi into the body yeah. here we are heart have some chi Boof. wow and then sometimes you even do something called synchronize the shock and that basically means that you've added information to the electricity and mm. that's getting more like what chi is and, mm. and i do hope that in the future basically that you know i would i would like to see needles stuck in mm -hmm. i think if you'd started to really really direct that chi through the chest or the electricity through the chest in in uh, cardiac arrest you get better outcomes and but that's you, another story and you talk about this i mean the things like the difference between life and death is our only way of measuring it is the ec mm. well that's all the best that's yeah. the best yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's electricity our nervous system yeah. is electricity our brains are electricity yeah uh, essentially so this is yeah it shouldn't be groundbreaking really I know I know it's funny isn't it I mean literally every single cell is running on electricity right every within every single cell is a mitochondria or mitochondria mm -hmm. they're all running on electricity right cyanide basically turns off the electricity mm. in, in the mitochondria mm. you know everything's running on electricity mm. and this was the big thing that like when I wrote the spark in the machine that was kind of a proof of concept if you like that there had to be chi in order to understand how the body works yeah, you have to have this force that's organising it, what is mm. yuan chi mm. in the embryo. It has to be there. Mm. Science is very interested in finding out how this happens, yeah. and it hasn't explained it. Mm. Yeah. And the reason being that they're refusing to go where chi is, which is basically there is this semi-mystical force that cannot be divided. It's indivisible, this right. force, and, and it organises everything, and that's yuan chi. But then the best science always creates new questions well we have the, a reductionist you know well that we've found the uh the atom okay well, what's inside the atom and you yeah. find them um, something inside that well it's a higgs boson and i'm sure there's somebody out there looking for what well, what's inside a higgs boson yeah yeah with an even bigger machine and so we're never happy are we with the with the reductionist model well the reductionist model is by default cannot be ha happy because there's always got to be a reason it's always a, another what, subdivision subdivision there, yeah. of what's of what's going on <laughs> Yeah. Chinese medicine's never really kind of had that desire to, it's just, well, that's, yeah. that's chi. Yeah. Well, we're that's, not happy with that's that. That's the anymore. interesting thing, actually, about the, the, um, the, the Chinese medicine. I think that's very deliberate that they've, they've tried to resist subdividing stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do naturally have to subdivide things because in order to understand things, you have to start separating. Mm. Those separations are illusionary, mm. but you have to, like, hot, cold hot is only hot relative to cold mm. um, and so Chinese medicine does subdivide it's got six divisions it's got chi it's got 
Uh, it's got five elements, um, but they are very, very restricted subdivisions compared to allopathic medicine. Right. Allopathic so medicine just in unlimited subdivisions. Yeah. And the, what I think the Chinese get at one level, incidentally or otherwise, is how the biggest problem in medicine, the biggest problem in understanding the body is complexity. Like the body's just so complex, yeah. And so you've got to kind of keep things simple as a necessity to enable your mind to get on top Otherwise of. Otherwise, you totally lose the context. You get lost in the trees and can't see the yeah. wood. I mean, that's like talking yeah. to a PhD student. You ask them what they're studying. Tell me in two sentences. But most of them can't, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they can't describe what they're studying. Why it's that. important. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> they, exactly. They yeah. just can't. <laughs> Um, and but you've taken this eight thousand, three thousand. Let's not get into into how old it is, but a very, very old medicine. Mm. And the genius of your work is to allow modern people to understand that in a way which is which mm. we can which we can comprehend. Yeah. And um, yeah. That's I, I think that's through both of your books so far, unless there's a third one coming out. Uh, that's almost your role in mm, medicine. Translator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, I can't take any credit for like these, this fantastic description of the body. It's so sophisticated. Mm. You know, my, my grandmother was almost right mm. because actually what she should have said was Chinese medicine is so sophisticated mm. that Western medicine doesn't understand it. It's not like it was... It was completely correct. I kept looking for mistakes, if you if you like, yeah. yeah part of yeah. my arrogance. Mm -hmm. But when I was writing the Uncharted Body, where I basically take apart these divisions, take apart these systems within Chinese medicine, and I kept thinking they're gonna have made mistakes. There's gonna be stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. the thoracic duct comes to mind. Mm -hmm. You know, the gallbladder channel. Um, you know, that explains. The, the gallbladder channel, which is a, a which is a very difficult channel to explain, mm. right? and part of it is terminology. If you call it the gallbladder channel, then you're immediately thinking, well, the gallbladder is just this pear shaped organ. I here. spent years trying to understand. That's a good. That's one good example. Yeah, the Chinese organs. And and this yeah. is the key thing for everyone to understand who's within this medicine is that the gallbladder isn't really the gallbladder. It's a, it's the the leg Xiaoyang. Mm -hmm. It's the lower the aspects of this Xiaoyang system, yep. the gallbladder just being the most concentrated, strongest part of that division. Right. Um, hence yeah. why we call it gallbladder. But it's really... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can edit that out, don't worry. Yeah. Just wait so that I remember when I'm zooming through it. Okay, keep going. Really what we should do is, really what we should be understanding, and this is one of the key things in, in the Archive body I talk about is like we can when we say gallbladder mm. we need to start understanding that we are talking about this pear-shaped organ we're not if we want to talk about that that aspect of the division that also encompasses the thoracic duct and lymphatic system and then we need to start describing that as leg shall yeah and that this is not uh because we have other communication systems in our body I and mean, the obvious one for people who are, who are not big into anatomy is the brain mm. and the spinal cord and the whole nervous system well that in a way that's a that's a channel yeah the uh, yeah. the blood system 
it's a heart with an organ as you say like the concentrated aspect within the whole cardiovascular system throughout that well that's that's that channel and, and forgive yeah. me if I'm yeah. using wrong but we we are quite comfortable with those as, as systems yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this is that's not it. this is not this is not a million miles away from the way we think. It's just yeah. another another uh, t terminology or things that use it. It's like the you're analogy looking at it without your glasses on your on your head, and you've not realised they're on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The analogy I use in terms of the systems is is so the what Western medicine has done in describing its systems is look at the mature body, and and then mm. started to describe everything. In other words, now it would be like. Whereas what Chinese medicine has done, accidentally or otherwise, is effectively looked at how things grew. Ah. Yeah. And and so these the six divisions within Chinese medicine are effectively embryological divisions that that, that have created the body. And a, an analogy to help you understand the importance of describing the body in that terms rather than in the mature body that Western medicine tends to describe the body as is to imagine if you were looking at all of the animals of the world and you started to group them together. Right. And you would group them together in their mature form as they are now, you could group them together. Things that fly, okay, so we can put bats and birds mm -hmm. and um, flying foxes, yeah? Mm -hmm. They all fly, yeah. yeah? So they must be related. Yeah. Things that swim, dolphins, fish, um, sharks, they're all related, yeah? Mm. And things that walk on two legs, mm. so uh, kangaroos, yep. chimpanzees, humans, they're all related, mm. or emus, mm. humans, yeah? Um, and, and that's kind of what Western medicine's done. It's looked at the mature body mm. and, and grouped things together like this. Mm. Whereas really, if you want a sophisticated understanding of all the animals of the earth and uh, how they're related and how they came from, you have to go back to the beginning which actually is the jellyfish, yeah. which is why the unchired body starts with the jellyfish. But then you'd understand that, well, in fact, even though these things walk on two legs, they come from completely different places and it would be incorrect to put them together. Mm. And so this causes big problems if you do it the other way around. If you do it in terms of the mature body, you, get, you just ah. get this very mixed up version of uh, what's going on. So, for instance, the lung and the digestive tract are from the exact same places. So they right. are, within Chinese medicine, in the same division and should be considered the same. But we've, redu we've reductionized <clears throat> it to hell. Yeah. And now we, we just don't see that link at all. Completely. The yeah. lung and the pancreas, which are in the uh, both endoderm, both in the same division, tie in, um, both effectively grow in the same way, exactly the same way. And, and do very similar functions, yeah. Mm. But they, if you spoke to a lung specialist and said, right. um, oh, uh, what do you think about the pancreas? They'd be like, oh, don't know much about the pancreas, I'm afraid. <laughs> Need to speak to the pancreas specialist. They'd be like, hang on, but these two organs are practically the same. Right. Practically, right. But yeah. we've just... Which is why COVID, so interestingly, COVID, ah. the two major organs it affects, no coincidence, lung, pancreas, or yeah. diabetes. And we see that in the clinic. Don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With exactly these yeah. pathologies. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the. Um, I mean, interestingly, even like even diabetes, the disease, which is a pancreas disease, one of the the if you get an acute episode of that, you will present with hyperventilation because mm -hmm. your lungs try and breathe off 
excess ah, hypo that's, that's yeah. right they try and yeah. breathe off the carbon dioxide because they're trying to get rid of acid they're trying to get rid of the um, right but they're trying to get rid of damp effectively mm. yeah now we've we've rushed into it because you and i know each other fairly well now mm. uh, we've had a beer or two together um but for modern european and north american people what is the chinese medicine paradigm and how does it differ from the western certainly the one that we're presented with mm. these days because i think myself and you and i have talked about this westerners modern westerners are living in a different place to where i'm used to i'm used to in hong kong particularly you know you wake up sick and you go oh is this a chinese medicine problem or is this the Western medicine problem? And mm. people are, or Asians, and even Indians with Ayurvedic medicine, are aware that there are different modalities of health. We don't have that. Mm. What is Chinese medicine, and what opportunities does that offer us as people? Yeah, so I, I would say the big difference, the fundamental difference between Chinese medicine and, and Western medicine is qi. So, and at the, and at the center, yeah, at the center, yeah, and 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 I actually kind of think it's a slightly absurd that Western medicine doesn't have this concept of an animating force mm. that keeps the body alive because it's clearly there. It's in the ECG, it's an EEG, um, and like we said, every single cell is running on electricity. Um, but this is something that if you point it out to a doctor, they'd probably resist that as a, well, there's no invisible energy making you run. There are like, clearly there, right? there is. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so in, in fact, this word chi is best understood as spirit. Mm -hmm. the, the Western word spirit, which is from Greek, spiros to mean breathe, uh, which as you are aware, chi has a strong, um, etymology to mean breathe mm -hmm. or air within Chinese medicine so this is this idea of the breath moving energy through the body that I think they're tapping into with um, both those words spirit and chi now as far as I'm concerned chi and spirit are practically the same thing and then the question becomes why don't we just call chi spirit and the reason being in my opinion is that Spirit doesn't have an entire backstory to it, mm. like an understanding of how it moves, an understanding of how it goes wrong, an understanding of its pathology and, and health. Um, we, we certainly, it's in our language, isn't it? He's dispirited and disease suggests a disease of the spirit. Um, so, but Qi has all of this backstory to it, this mm. foundation of what's going on, and it all comes back to water. They just say, look, Qi, qi moves the same as water, Qi's like water. Um, and so if you understand how water moves, you understand how qi moves. And so that's the fundamental difference between Western and Eastern medicine is qi. That's is it an energetic, does it have an energetic quality to it? Because that seems, as a yoga teacher, trainer, and uh, yoga people love to talk about energy because mm. Mm. yoga is a paradigm, is a, is a, is a health modality which is... And that's why we get laughed laughed at because we're all wandering around and going, "Oh, such good energy in here! That teacher's got good yeah, energy. Yeah. I feel so good after." So it almost seems like there's a whole aspect of our of our just being a human which is just ignored by Western medicine. And we're kind of yeah. as yogis, we look we like, "Oh, well, I can get it over here." Is yeah. Chinese medicine remotely close, or are we just smoking our own? 
to, to, to what energy? To energy, energy that yeah. yeah, yeah. I think energy is not an unreasonable. Energy is in our heart. Def- energy is energy in our... translation of, of, of either spirit or chi. Yeah. Who's that coming from? Oh, somebody That's called Harry. It's okay. I'm going to wave my hand again just to yeah. remember to edit. Um, yeah, I think I think it's not an unreasonable translation of energy or chi uh, or spirit um, mm. energy. The reason I don't translate it into energy is because it's not a particularly useful translation. It doesn't really help our understanding. Spirit definitely helps our understanding in that people have an intrinsic understanding of what spirit is. If you were use the word, oh, he's got good spirit, mm. or he's dispirited, people will understand that. In fact, chi I would define as the organisational energy of the body right. best seen in the embryo. Right. Um, but that's the kind of working definition to enable you as an acupuncturist to then start uh, understanding how that goes wrong and how it goes right. So we are all custodians of our own chi. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What yeah. we're doing is looking after it hopefully for as long as possible in <laughs> yeah. this robust uh, way. That's, so that's a, there's an ownership and a responsibility almost yeah. To, yeah. to the health paradigm, which is quite different to you know going to visit your GP or your, yeah. your doctor. I mean, within, so this Western, I think the first thing to understand about Western medicine, and this is, this is going to be controversial to a lot of people, but I can back it up with studies, is that outside of emergency medicine, West medicine doesn't really work. Mm. And, and there's some great studies out there looking at when doctors go on strike. And there's been seven studies over five different countries, and, and all but two of those studies showed that mortality goes down when doctors strike. Goes down. Goes down. Ah. Less people, when doctors don't work, mm. less people die. <laughs> mm. Now, they keep emergency medicine going, mm. yeah, because it would be unethical mm. to not treat people. Mm. And it would be unethical. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but by the same constraint, I think it's ethical for doctors <laughs> to, go to go on, on strike. strike every other <laughs> yeah. Well, the doctors I know, <laughs> yeah, they've earned a strike or two. Now, now, now a, a, an obvious question becomes, well, hang on, maybe there's this short-term dip in mortality as like maybe for instance there's less operations those operations might have killed a few people but in the long run those people the other people who survive would do better and so there'd be a short-term dip and then mortality would start rising because doctors were on strike Mm. but someone did a follow-up study and they showed that mortality stayed lower yeah yeah so basically and this makes sense to me I, i i i think like the thing is like the big advances in health aren't really Western medicine. The big advances in health occurred because we got plentiful clean water, mm-hmm. we got um, pl- plentiful amounts of food, mm-hmm. we got plentiful amounts of heating and warmth and, yep. and uh, houses that were healthy. These are all base, basic, basic things. Yeah. Mm. And then and then the biggie, antibiotics. Mm. The, the biggie on top of that, yeah, mm. is antibiotics. So antibiotics then allow, allow you to do like surgery, ITU, yep. most of emergency medicine. Yep. So those four things are the big advances we had in, in our health. And these little things that, you know, your blood pressure, for instance, if your blood pressure is a bit high, does a doctor diagnosing and treating that make any difference to your health yeah if you've got nothing else wrong and presuming you haven't had a stroke or a heart attack no realistically no it doesn't mm. because you've got to treat something like 
300 people with what's called primary hypertension um, to prevent one of them having a stroke over five years. Well, you and you also have the the total ignorance of the psychological uh, aspect it. or the energy. You know, the the, uh, the we call it sometimes the mind body connection, but we only have you know. Uh, COVID, well, that's due to the COVID virus, or you've you've got AIDS yeah. due to the AIDS virus, but there's those are not the only causes of illness. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Western medicine doesn't look at those. It's at all. so rooted in this material mm. understanding of how the the body works. It's like it, it's absurd, actually, uh, for the reasons I've discussed. But but also, it's like you get to the highest level of science, which is basically quantum mechanics, and, and quantum mechanics says everything is waveforms, everything is vibrating energy. Everything's a wave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so yeah, fine. In practical terms, yeah, okay. If I if I want to play cricket, I don't need to know quantum mechanics. I just need to know there's a hard ball coming towards me and give it a whack. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> don't need to understand yeah. it as a waveform, but but. And the, that's true in the body as well. If like basically, you know, my my arm is now at ninety degrees where it should be straight. Yeah, yeah. we just want to straighten that up and and maybe give some antibiotics and make me comfortable. Yeah, but when you start to get into the much more subtle levels of, of disease, um, then 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 we have to start being much more sensitive to people's like energy mm. and cheap. What do you what do you see as you run your own clinic down here in Tunbridge Wells, which is uh, not far from London. Mm. And uh, what do you see? What are modern people doing or not doing uh, with their with their health? Which I mean, you've, you've moved from Western medicine to yeah. to Chinese medicine. What do you? What I do think you, ownership is is a ownership. big big thing. Yeah, like yeah. you mentioned ownership. I think I think this, and I think that thankfully I think that's changed the last few years. Mm. Um, because people have, have kind of lost faith with a lot of people have lost faith with doctors and that's good I think that's healthy mm. um, I think doctors uh, you know uh, like I said I think the big advances we've had in our health um, are, have occurred because of those things and, mm. and the doctor's role in, in those is very marginal I reckon you could basically get rid of doctors Okay, now you want them from emergencies, yeah? <laughs> That's the problem. Okay, if you, uh, like like I explained, I think if you just had got rid of doctors and get them from emergencies, you'd live longer. And people, there's all kinds of interesting studies out there looking at how useless doctors are. Mm. Um, you know, my and, and and yet the doctors ignore these. Um, you know, my my favourite one is breast cancer screening. Um, so breast cancer screening is a multi-billion-pound industry. And yet the best studies show that if you don't have breast cancer screening, you live on average a month longer than if you do. Mm. So that should really be the end of breast cancer screening. Mm. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm going to live longer if I don't have this. Mm. And this costs money. Mm. And yet it still goes on. So, yeah. So people have to start understanding that doctors, doc doctors, doctors of good hearts, but that doesn't but mean they're pan- in the right place. It's not a panacea for a good, a good, healthy body, body, mind, and heart. Yeah, exactly. Especially when their paradigm, the paradigm right. within which they're operating, is so narrow. 
Yeah. It's like a very limited, I mean, literally, there's a book called the British National Formulary, the BNF, that, you know, the sol- when you go and see your GP, and this book is like smaller than this, and it's just a list of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. When you go and see your GP, effectively, the GP is going to look to the cure for your problem in that book <laughs> if you don't yeah. go for surgery or something well, now you've it's like you, you, you like my wife is basically making my life miserable and now I've got this terrible headache right right okay there's got to be a drug here somewhere for wife making we, life miserable we laugh but that is actually they're called antidepressants so yeah, 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 yeah 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 and you've touched on uh, another another huge reason that I came uh, and sort you out in the first place is also because you are not um, and you're just talking about this prescriptive with Chinese medicine this is also mm. super mm. different to Western medicine I got a headache take ibuprofen I got a bad back rub honestly uh, not a very good example but you know I got mm. A take B I got C take D mm. Chinese medicine is not like that at all as a teacher trainer in a Chinese form of yoga, trying to explain this to Westerners, I mm. find that one of the most challenging things because we think, I've got kidney disease, well, yes, yeah. the kidneys. I've got breathing problems, well, it must be the lungs that are the problem. And it is simply, but Chinese medicine doesn't think about, it's much more holistic. Holistic, yeah, it's and, that word holism, yeah. And you, yeah. you hate, and you write about this a fair amount here and there, you hate this kind of, um, uh, like my words are escaping me, but this cookbook, acupuncture. cookbook acupuncture, yeah, 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 and yeah, cookbook yeah. or cookbook medicine in general. Oh, cookbook medicine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how? Yeah. I mean, it works very well when you know West. Where this is the thing about Western medicine, it works very well when you've got a clear problem with a clear solution. Mm. So you've got we we know you've got blockage in that artery. Right. Can you can you do something about it? We can. Yeah, we can put a little. And fix that in artery. It and or we can mm. dissolve it. Mm. Great, you know. Mm. Or you know, you've got a load of bacteria in your blood that are going to kill you. Okay, mm. can you do anything? Yeah, we can kill them. Okay, you've got uh, primary hypertension. And primary just means we primarily don't know what's going on or what's <laughs> causing it. You know, can you fix it? Uh, not really. Kind of. Mm. You know, that's when it starts to get much much vaguer and, and, and but. But because of the paradigm these doctors are in, they that, that the only place they know to go is this book. How does how in your mind how does Chinese medicine yeah, so not this get is, into this is that this corner? is where it gets this where it gets so that word holism is actually it's been I, I, I was actually I remember this word being like commandeered by the Western medical profession. I, I was pissed off about it. Mm. Because holism really means that a symptom only has significance when placed in the context of the whole yeah to me that's what holism means i think it might be one of the few things i got out of the web that has no weaver Mm. maybe not i mean ted capture's a great guy you know Mm. he's professor placebo studies done really interesting studies on placebos i'm just saying the book is (laughs) really difficult to read it's a hard hard book yeah. yeah and but holism is basically the uh understanding that a part a symptom only has significance when placed in, in context. So, hold, so someone comes in with a headache, yeah? Mm. And within our, you know, it could be if they've got menstrual problems, it could be liver chi yeah. stagnation. If they've got, if it's around the front of their head and they've also got digestive problems, it 
could be like stomach or spleen problems, you know, causing phlegm. Mm. If it's like at the top of the head, it could mean, you know, a bladder type problems, you mm. know. Um, so you've, the, the symptom has, now in Western medicine, it also does that as well. It will also take your headaches and put them into boxes that are um, more specific depending on what else is going on. But, but that's only when you really find a very clear cause right. for a headache. Most headaches just end up being described as tension headaches or, and then off you go with some painkillers and they can't really do anything about them. The severe, serious stuff, they often can't do anything about as well, but at least possibly they can do something about so in Chinese medicine, this is Bun and Biao uh, theory. So you're treating, you know, you, in one of your books you talk about shooting the messenger Western medicine, obviously, was, yeah. is often where Chinese medicine is, well, why is that painful? What, what yeah, division, so, so what channel is that in? In, in Chinese medicine, it, it sees it much more like, so, you know, it, it's you as a landscape. That's how I like to see ah, it. Yeah, so nice. the person's like a landscape. What's going on in that landscape? Like, is that landscape too dry? Is that landscape too wet? Is that is that landscape too windy? Is it, you know, Western medicine doesn't look at it like that. It looks at it much more like, oh, that that tree, that tree, the leaves have fallen off, yeah? So yeah. it looks at the, the leaves falling off the tree and goes, oh, maybe we can just stick them back on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally, that's the kind of thing it does. And it's like, no, look, look at the whole landscape. It's it's too dry. And you put it like that, it, it sounds it's insane. Too dry, yeah. yeah. You know, it needs, it, we need to nourish the fluids in that landscape. And, mm. and you'd think, oh, Western medicine would see that, but it doesn't. It doesn't, like to the point where, you know, the, that's why I said these specialists, the lung specialists, you know, even though this yeah. is in the same embryological layer as the pancreas, will know nothing about the pancreas. We'll, we'll barely even consider it relevant. You make us sound like we're mad as a, as a society, it, it's, almost. Yeah, we are mad, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but um, we are, well, what's happened is it got, Western medicine got, or, or medicine really, got hijacked by forces 110 years ago under the influence of a guy called Flexner who issued a report called the Flexner Report and I won't go into who funded this report um, but the Flexner Report fundamentally got rid of every form of medicine apart from pharmaceutical medicine they in America in, in, sure. within two years mm. and there used to be 300 medical schools and it went down to 50 or 60 within about five six years it just, it just killed every other form of medicine mm. and it and it created um and it all of medicine from then forwards as led by the john hopkins university effectively became um, oil derived pharmaceutical products mm. which still goes on now and then so and the effective brainwashing of doctors was to make them believe that this was the only viable medicine mm. i mean it's insane mm. But then that's how brainwashing works. I'm, I'm happy that I've been in part of the world where that we haven't had had that, and you can see other ways uh, to help. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 incredibly in you know as a doctor. This is the thing. I as a doctor, like I treat people with acupuncture, and I know what to expect in terms of their mm -hmm. recoveries and uh, the prognosis for any given illness, yeah? Mm. And, and it's just incredible the results you can get with acupuncture. Incredible. Mm. And, 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 and yet, 
it's just not used and it's not used because doctors are unaware yes. of their own dogma yeah and, I, and I, I can see that again from being in Asia uh, you go to the doctor and they say oh you got this well oh, well, that's not a problem for me go to the Chinese doctor herbalist mm. around the corner I think because there is that other voice and that other power and that other paradigm which is in Asia it's you know it's thousands of years old it's not just going to sit down and well Mao Zedong tried to do that mm. as you know he, he tried to say no that's all garbage yes yeah but in yeah. the 60s they went oh crap this actually works so uh, yeah now what <laughs> yeah and apparently also it's like whoa we can't afford that right yeah yeah, yeah. the Western medicine which, yeah which we still can't afford it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's getting more expensive <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's in current incarnation we can't afford it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, we definitely we, you know, if you if you if you effectively um, screen all the patients that can be treated with acupuncture, we can more than afford. Mm. Uh, we can afford every form of Western medicine. Go because mm. you tell us them. tell us a good story, Dan. So you uh, um, of tell, successful treatment. Uh, tell or? us a good case that okay, a couple of you you, you must have some good. A good yeah, story. I mean, we, we've seen some of them, haven't we've we? Seen, we've yeah. seen we're some together. Talking. But I'm always, I'm always. People come and ask me, well, uh, what's acupuncture good for? Or what yeah. should I be doing it yeah. for? Or what? How should I be thinking like this? Because people, I think, aren't aware of. We just don't know what we don't know. Often. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It, you can't it, it's such a broad church a, in terms of stories. So uh, you know just the ones we were talking about earlier uh, you know that the, the woman you know woman who came in with the gallbladder operation had yep. the terrible pain in the yep. in the liver area yeah and um, you know she was at a wit's end wasn't she she was yep. absolutely you know six months of this debilitating pain in fact it was longer than six, it was a year wasn't it because abdominal pain. because she yep. had this terrible abdominal pain for a year and then she and then you know we were. I was asking her about her periods, and lo and behold, her periods had gone wrong mm-hmm. a year ago as well. And it's like, right, okay, so this makes sense. It's, and she was, frust- she was frustrated about them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She was of, definitely angry, wasn't she? And anger thinking, that was out of your thinking. Wood, wood element. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we just did within two treatments, all that pain got was fairly simple. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was basically all the pain gone the periods normalized the headaches gone yeah within two treatments you know and it's just because it it's, it could seem miraculous like that's the thing as, yes. a, as a western doctor i look at that and go that's i could look at it and go fucking hell that's a miracle because they don't have a way of understanding it but it's not a miracle mm. it's just she had cheat liver cheese stagnation and basically just by strengthening and moving that liver chi which is just a form of electricity in her liver, yep. then it, it, that was it. That's all her body needed to break into a, a new pattern or the old pattern that she used. And that's, that's a good example. I mean, the other things I've seen over the last year and a half, sleep is another one, which is almost mm. endemic. Mm. No one is sleeping. Yeah. That's an exaggeration. But yeah. a lot of people that we see in the clinics sleep, yeah. sleep issues. And that's Western, one of my favorite questions. Is it? Oh, yeah. sleep, yeah. It's the one question I'll always ask. How's your sleep? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like your sleep should be, if you don't have small children, like you go to sleep <laughs> easily, that bit I can manage. Yeah. Although my son has this bizarre way of waking up just as I'm slipping into sleep. 
<laughs> so annoying. Like, I, just, I don't know how he does that. Great stuff <laughs> off you when he does that. <laughs> no, because often he doesn't actually properly wake up. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He just like makes a noise. It's just enough for me to. Go, <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, so you should fall asleep easily. You should sleep through into the morning, and you should wake up refreshed. Presuming you don't have small children. Yeah, but most people don't think. No. Most people don't do That's that. achievable. And, yeah. Or normal. And think it's normal to be waking up in the night to go to wee even yeah. if they're like 25. And, and it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. That's a, like a cultural thing, isn't it? Where yeah. basically we've accepted the fact that our sleep's going to become just going to be disturbed. And it's just, and yeah, and that, and that often responds beautifully to acupuncture. Yeah. And then, and this is why it's, it's why, you know, we've still got a lot of work to do in terms of changing people's understanding of, of medicine because even then even when you even when you tell them that they you expect their sleep to get better because they've come for something else you're like no I expect that to get better you know in fact that's one of the first things they're going to be looking for when they come back the next week and they're like sleeping great and even then they won't necessarily put it down to we the talk about that a fair amount that people yeah I think we've seen it haven't we well, we've definitely times. seen it yeah. people yeah. like yeah my sleep's not better what do you mean it's not better yeah yeah I'm only sleeping eight hours Hang on, yeah. you weren't sleeping eight hours before. Yeah, 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 but that wasn't due to the acupuncture or whatever. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's, it's bizarre, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, th I think it's just non-stop having been told it doesn't work. Non-stop mm. by all the media and everything. And, and, and people just will, will therefore go, will move into some more complex explanation <laughs> as to what's happened yeah. in order to not I mean, have to deal with that. It's, it's one of the great things, um, uh, is spending you're so passionate about this subject even angry even certainly excitable <laughs> um, yeah. what what are you, what are you what are you working on these days so I, I I'm presently in your um, uh, in your acupuncture diploma uh, course which yeah which has been fantastic oh thank what, you yeah. what what yeah. Uh, what gets you up in that, apart from your son well, uh, yeah. what gets you up in the morning well you guys have, uh, I mean I've got I got so lucky with you know my first cohort of students mm. uh, you guys you've been just brilliant students especially the last couple of years since COVID and and what 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 you've kind of taught me is is how it is possible to take somebody who knows relatively little about medicine mm. and train them to be a pretty good acupuncturist you know within a within a year or so and can can this is a, a big subject can Chinese medics and Western medics talk to each other and talk the same language yeah I'm hoping you're gonna say what I think you're gonna say well they can they, <laughs> they, they could do they could do the only problem is Western doctors don't don't want to have a conversation well Chinese medics have been speaking the wrong wrong yeah. language as well like you know where's the triple burner so, so my my vision function for, but no form yeah yeah it doesn't have, that's, not gonna, one, that's yeah. not gonna help you know your average it this is how i see the future of like healthcare, and and it'll be a good future as well is is that we've we've put the heart the cart before the horse hmm. in this case like and the horse is acupuncture and the car is western medicine and what we need to be doing is mm. we need to be treating everyone with acupuncture mm. or to be honest i'm not you know depending on what's going on other modalities are fine as well more holistic we, modalities cheap effective 
uh, modalities that are effectively practitioner dependent and mm. not technology dependent. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think acupuncture is, in my experience, just the best medicine going. It's really powerful. It is invasive, actually, and that might be one of the reasons why it's just that step more powerful than things like shiatsu or yoga. Mm -hmm. It's because you you are actually doing a form of surgery, chi yeah. surgery. Yeah. It's bloodless I can surgery. Feel it. I can feel a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think it's, it's more powerful than the other kind of things like yoga and shiatsu and reflexology. And so my vision for the future is that like everyone basically goes through this funnel of getting acupuncture therapy early, straight away. And in my experience, that will mean that so that's minimum like, uh, one half to two thirds of people will be walking out of that place. So is that to keep the spark in the machine to uh, go with the pun? Is that to keep them, is that like, that's like an MOT or a regular surface? Yeah, or I mean car that, tune, that too. Tune up so that you don't, you don't ever get into, you know, like your tires are shredded. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of, I mean, who hasn't got a symptom? I mean, everyone's got symptoms. Sure. There, yeah. sure. I mean, ev everyone has, I mean, you, you know, the thing is, it's where you set that net that safety net isn't it mm. you could you could sell it at like you know oh you, you seem a bit like irritable today you know that is kind of you know there's a bit of liver cheese stagnation going on there <laughs> do we need to treat it probably not okay i've had like five years of terrible headaches yeah <laughs> you know i went to see the doctor and they didn't do anything kind of thing and mm. and then the interesting thing is they just get on with it yes with their life you know yeah. do you want to get rid of your headaches yeah but there's no way of getting rid of them yeah and so I would say, I, in my experience, I think everyone has got symptoms. And so it's where you set that bar for, like, what are you going to live with? I would, I think, you know, we should set it a lot higher. Or low, you yes. know, we should be catching all of these things, we've, like... We've uh, lowered it. Yeah, to, to enable people to live a better life. There'd be nicer people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and also we don't have to... And, and it would, yeah things tend to progress into more significant pathology if you leave them. So my favorite example is, um, some. this is something I noticed when I was at medical school and I had a rudimentary understanding of Chinese medicine. So I, I picked up this pattern as something significant. I knew that menstruation was related to the liver, um, not particularly well how it's related. And I, I, and I saw these, these patients the, constantly coming through. So they would have had um, menorrhagia especially, menstrual problems in their 30s, 40s. Um, in their 50s, uh, they would have had their gallbladder removed. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then in their 60s and 70s, they, they would have other problems, like often much more serious problems, things like cancer and stuff. Um, and, and this was, this, even back then, this was 20 odd years ago, I was 30 years ago, actually, when I was a medical student. And it was like, this is, this is a pattern. This is definitely a pattern, yeah? Mm. But this is the way it's seen in Western medicine, yeah? So the menstrual problems are menstrual problems. Right. Yeah? It's a problem with the uterus, yeah? Yeah. Why don't we just remove the uterus? <laughs> problem solved. Wow. <laughs> that's how they think. Yeah. That's how a surgeon thinks. My wife does it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're a bit more sophisticated, but not massively more sophisticated. So that's what they do. They remove... Now, the underlying problem here is clearly some kind of liver cheese stagnation slash gallbladder heat, mm. yeah, causing the menstrual menorrhagia especially. It's probably gallbladder heat. Um, so they remove they remove the um, 
womb and the the bowel the the the, the, the symptoms apparently get better because there's nowhere for those symptoms to emerge from but the underlying pathology is still there the gallbladder heat so then 10 years later they come in with the gallstones mm. yeah so they remove the gallbladder so that symptom goes as well because they haven't got a gallbladder anymore you like know, they've still got functioning cystic duct which is also the Chinese concept of gallbladder right. like the cystic tree um, so that symptom goes although they can't eat as well anymore but they're kind of reasonably okay but the underlying pathology is still there the gallbladder addressed. heat yeah mm. and so like we know that if you get those patients you know anyone coming in here with menstrual problems I'd be like 90% sure that they're going to be pretty they're going to be good enough to not consider themselves to have significant menstrual problems after a few treatments that's how huge is that yeah and then and then also the chances are they're not going to get that gallbladder mm. gallstones right because you've you fixed the you underlying, fixed the underlying pathology. pathology and then 10 years after that they're not going to get some horrible disease because and they're going to be less pathology. frustrated etc etc yeah 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 so mm. this is this is the power of of Chinese medicine and you've done it for one thousandth of the cost of of you know treating it with you know hysterectomy and cholecystectomy and, and bear in mind that the cholecystectomy would have which is removal of gallbladder that would have been accompanied by an acute admission almost certainly with gallstone holy moly that man, problem, I guess is pancreatitis yeah. and all kinds of things yeah mm. so it's so it's it's really powerful medicine that needs to be used first line and it works and one of the big things is, is it, it is it works if you know what you're doing yeah <laughs> and when I first qualified I didn't know what I was doing and I have to I remember going home to my wife once and saying you know this was 2010 probably and just going it just flipping out I remember saying maybe it doesn't work mm. maybe they're right Maybe all these, you know, skeptics, so-called skeptics, maybe they're right. Maybe mm. it's all a load of bullshit. Mm. You know, I'd already done a degree in it, hadn't yeah. written my book or anything, but I'd invested a lot. And, and and my wife, you know, who doesn't really necessarily buy into it that much, she turned around and went, no, no, you can't say that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, no, you can't say that. And I was like, no, you have to be willing to say that. Mm. You have to be willing yeah, to say that it doesn't it. work. Yeah. yeah, I went in on it. I went in on this on faith, like I said, yeah. Right. But at a certain point, with faith, you have to go. Well, that's that's a scientific mindset. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I maybe I've just taken this terrible journey. That's like you know. I mean, I've invested it. a lot. At yeah. That point. All your dad's a money. Lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not just that. It's time. Yeah. You know, because I'd gone down this pathway that was basically like I could have been a consultant by that point, could mm. been, you know, making a hundred grand a year, yeah. you know, living a pretty nice life, and I'd gone down this separate pathway of going, like, I'm going to do this, mm. and then it's like, shit, doesn't work, mm. and then I kind of, literally, that something popped through my door in my clinic, and I don't even know, can't even remember what this was, it was some kind of flyer, I don't know how they found my address, and that flyer somehow took me through various routes to apply channel theory yeah Charlie Spencer and I got that book and I thought flip this guy actually appears to know what he's talking about mm. and and actually I read it now and I think it's not particularly readable but it's a good it's but still it's, my favourite yeah. book in Chinese yeah. medicine yeah. And, and then I went to Wang Ju Yi in China yeah. within a few months and then that was like when I was like okay like 
this guy knows what he's talking he's the first guy I met who knew what he was talking about and not only that but this is all so simple and it makes sense and and we should we should say in China he's until very very recently he was not seen that he, you know it wasn't people yes, didn't, weren't thinking like that correct yeah uh, he wasn't now, a big star in China he yeah. wasn't a no. big star in China yeah. Yeah. it's interesting actually he travelled widely didn't he he, he went to he Mexico did. I think yeah. he even worked in Mexico um, great country and um, yeah he was a really interesting guy but just go it just goes to show how this is I'm asked so often well you know we're westerners we just can't understand this no we've yeah. all been uh, diverted into this reductionist mm. a- approach and we've forgotten uh, not it's not golden age theory everything was hunky-dory there was slavism slavery and prostitution and all that kind of stuff I don't think we want to keep those going necessarily but you know uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that we've just forgotten yeah and bought into one well Wang Zhu Yi was it was really interesting what he said I mean <coughs> when he first discovered so if, if people watching this aren't aware like uh, Wang Zhu Yi was a professor who was probably single hand he, he probably single handedly reintroduced channel palpation I would say in Lost into yeah, yeah into the um in into the acupuncture paradigm yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and in my opinion channel palpation is the single most important skill diagnostic skill in, in acupuncture with uh, I consider not using it to be equivalent of walking around with your eyes shut right thinking that you know what's going on yeah um, and um, so but and Wang Ju Yi this is really interesting because this just shows that the dogma that we have in western medicine that's so that, 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 that's so stunting to doctors growth as healers mm. is also present within everywhere if you like and in Chinese medicine like after Mao Zedong had, had, had done what he'd done to Chinese medicine, which had turned it into traditional Chinese medicine, which is which really is, modern is like Mao's Western Chinese medicine, medicine yeah. Chinese medicine paradigm weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he said that when he first started to discover clinically that channel palpation was useful, so he 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 actually almost discovered it himself that this channel palpation was useful. And he was terrified of um, telling any of his colleagues about this because they'd have all said, oh, well, that's not written about in the classics, so it can't possibly be true. And it was only when he actually discovered by reading one of the original, you know, classics, the uh, Neijing Su Wen, you know, the actual original text, he was an avid reader of the original texts, um, that he, he discovered, yeah, it's written there. It says, you know, if you want to find out what's going on in the patient, palpate the channels. Yeah. You know, and and then he was like, oh, now I can now I can mention it. Now I can tell people about it because it's written in the classics. Yeah, and it, and it's it's that's one of the things that you know I try and that you know with my books I try and base them on. Is it? Try and base them on the body. So it's not that they I use I use the classics as as a guide, but ultimately what I'm really trying to describe is the body. Because everybody's different, and how are you going to, how are you going to figure that out? How are you going to feel that? How are you going to rationalize that? Yeah, you got You got to. That's the terrifying thing about medicine. Every single person is different. Right. It's like how the, you know, yeah. Western medicine approaches that 
terrifying complexity by just trying to force you into a box. Mm. You know, just uh, oh, you've got coronary artery disease mm. in the right coronary artery. Yeah. yeah, and so we can think that you know you've got sepsis, you've got appendicitis. You know, it tries mm. to put you into a box, and if it gets you into a box where it's got so a it's good percentages game, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the time, then it's then it's like, oh, okay, you've got like vague abdominal pain and bloating and stuff. Okay, we're going to put you into this IBS box, but there's no treat. There's no, we can't do anything about it. Right. But you're in the box now. <laughs> We're happy. I mean, we can. <laughs> We're <get> happy. <laughs> you, you're not particularly happy. <laughs> but we've done our best. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's how it tries to deal. Western medicine tries to deal with this complexity by um, putting you into a box where it thinks it can understand that as a thing, and it works really well. The more effectively focal and the problem is the better it works western medicine the more general it is mm. generally the worst it works because there's no clear box um you know if you can if you can name the organ that's affected in western medicine you're well a lot of the time they can't do anything about it but you're certainly on better terms if right. they can if they can name which organ it is oh it's your I mean, Dan, we, we can go on for hours and hours and hours. We've already been talking an hour, so we're going to have to wrap, wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But how can people find you in the world? Because there's, when we're just scratching the surface here, um, yeah. some people have read your books, but obviously that's, where do people start? They start with, I think, with this. Whereas so the, Dan, main, the main thing I, I get I, to know you a little bit better. Yeah, you can you can read my books. The Spark in the Machine is is um, is a very readable book. I'm told. Um, I you know, know I always loved it when people say they finished it in a day or two, which yeah. is awesome. And it's only the first. What God forgot to tell surgeons is really all you have to read <laughs> in that, which is only the first third of it. Um, after that, it gets a bit technical. Um, the my main focus on the moment actually is is in building a student clinic. So mm. like so like you've done. You're running you're running you're you're educating and teaching yeah. acupuncturists, training acupuncturists. I wanna I wanna train up acupuncturists like mm. good acupuncturists that can go out there and they can they can get people better. Because like I said, the the problem uh, I think of all due respect to the people who trained acupuncturists in the past, they they were kind of walking around not just with their eyes closed because they didn't understand channel palpation. But kind of both hands tied behind their back because they struggle to even understand these concepts that Chinese medicine are taught. <clears throat> now, the nice thing is about this translation, this understanding, is that everything gets really simple. Yes. You know, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and and what that does is it really speeds up your learning curve. So you can get it yeah. took me it took me ten years to get to a point, so I qualified, I started studying in 2005 at Kicken. I reckon by about 2015, and this was only because of Wang Yi, yeah, I was at a point where I was like getting decent results, results mm. that I was happy with as a doctor, results where I'd be like, okay, I expect you to get better and you get better. Now, I, I, I get even better results. But um, that 10 years, I think, from especially from like you guys haven't come through the first cohort, I can do that in a year. You see, you can whittle that down <clears throat> massively. Get you yeah. get you to that level within a year, mm. and then, and then also you've got the foundations to like within the next two or three years to get even better, mm. and and that's like a that's a massive deal because if if we can, 
if I can start getting a lot of acu- if I can start training up a lot of acupuncturists out there to be yeah. good and to be successful, then that's going to really start yeah. changing people's perceptions about what health is and what yeah. disease is and how to change disease to health. <laughs> you know, it can be done. Yeah, and and it doesn't it doesn't you know if the doctor says you know I want people to 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 start going like. I went to see the doctor and he couldn't help me and, and they go, well, why'd you go to see a doctor? Mm. You should have gone to see like, uh, my acupuncturist, he's amazing. Mm. Well, she's amazing. Mm. Well, they're amazing. <laughs> as uh, as I've got to know you over the last year, that's nothing but an audacious, huge uh, project for you to take a bite out of. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I need students. That's what I need them. Mm. I, I need more students to, to come in and, and learn. And, and people want, I, I, these people who will be listening to this, Mm. want to know more and, mm. but they can't know more if they can't understand and that and I think that's a very yeah. simple if you can't understand you can't understand it's, it's, uh, it sounds, yeah. sounds silly but I mean what do I always say to you in terms of like when I explain something to you what, 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 what am I always what they, it's, what's it's got to be simple it's got to be simple that's it yeah that's it make it, it's like make it, it simple if it's not if, if I can't explain it to my if my yeah. seven year old daughter who is to be fair probably cleverer than me but if she doesn't understand <laughs> actually that's a bad analogy she's too clever my 10 year old son <laughs> 11 year old son <laughs> if my two year old son if, if, if a child doesn't understand it yeah it, it's over complicated mm. yeah I mean these divisions these six divisions you can see one here shall shall again they are they are a bit more sophisticated and complex and you know that's the point where I'm saying okay now you're starting to see the complexity because one of the things I say to you is like I remember once explaining it something to you guys and I remember it was actually Emma looking at me like like this it's just I, I could almost feel her saying it's just too simple I just need more yes and and, and I was like yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about complexity. Don't your problem isn't complexity. Sorry, your problem isn't like a simpleness. Your problem is complexity. Well, there's something it ap- gets complex really quickly. It appeals to uh, if it's going to be difficult and complex. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's a compliment to our ego because we want to be difficult and complex. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, want to just yeah. go. Well, that's because your yeah. liberty's stagnated. Yeah, you want to have you know the psychologist come in and then the divorce lawyer and the, yeah and the gallbladder surgery and you know put all that on yeah out it's true. through your social network and it's true it's like an ego thing I want to be able to understand this yeah. complexity and it's like yeah okay you want it to be don't hard. worry it can be as flipping complex as you like but you don't want to go there <laughs> I mean like these charts I did all of them yeah. Mm. literally did them and written two books I still can't remember these bloody points <laughs> you know all of them uh, you know and that, how that, many that, points that's, are there that's, yeah. that's just remembering the points before yeah. you even start to think about when to use them what to use them on it's just like and then you've got a bloody patient comes in with like and you've got to do all that yeah, yeah. kind of complex issues and slightly unreliable reporting of symptoms <laughs> and all that kind of thing it's like shit man gotta keep this simple yeah. Gotta keep it simple, yeah. And if you do, if you keep things simple, then that that's when you start to get better results. Yeah. And if you do, you know, one of the things I say to you, isn't it, is like if you know, like the four gates, it's like sometimes you're just like, I don't fucking know what's going on. And you just go, fuck it, just it's use the four gates clear up. And, yeah. and 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 just buy yourself a bit of time and chances are they're gonna help. 
mm. pretty much most things that people come in with. And these days, in this day and age, in these times, I think keep it simple is a good thing to put on everyone's t shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dan, for your time. This is all we're going to have to do. Uh, Google, yeah. Do it, but people can find you at um, Dr. www.drdankeown.com. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend the Sparking Machine Changed the Way I Thought About. Uh, Chinese medicine and finally as a Chinese speaker of two Chinese um, languages uh, and mm. into millions of a lot of acupuncturists and bone setters and gua sha experts and stuff it took some white guy from um, from England <laughs> to help me understand all that stuff it's so bizarre uh, thank you very much and um, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch cheers